And I also want to say thank you to, uh, he, he left to Pastor Kyle for believing in our youth group and, uh, and believing in the youth and allowing to, the youth to do this. We don't, I've been to a lot of churches and not, all of, not everybody has this type of opportunity. And, um, and, our, and our pastor believes in our youth. He believes in this young generation. And he said something to me that will stick with me my entire life, that the youth is the lifeblood of the church. And it is the lifeblood of the church. Just look around you. This church runs because of the youth. So without further ado, the first person I want to bring up to this pulpit, she really needs no introduction because she basically runs the entire church. She even writes her father's sermons on Sundays. She just recently spoke at a ladies' conference in Orlando, speaking to young people and hyphen-aged people, telling them how to live for God, who their identity is, and who they are in Christ. She has a heart of gold, and she's willing to help anyone who is in need. She sacrifices her time, her energy, everything that she is for the kingdom of God in this church. And right now, I'd like to welcome to the pulpit, <laughs> Evangelist Hannah Kyle. Praise the Lord, church. I want to thank um, Pastor Dooley. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Pastor Dooley for this opportunity and trusting me with a mic, God bless him, and my dad for the vision that Keith just mentioned. Um, it really is an amazing thing, all that he has invested in, that he believes in us. Okay, the, tonight's um, theme is faithfulness. So if you will turn with me to Lamentations 3.22. My brother Joel didn't even know Lamentations was a book of the Bible, so that was funny when he was re reading over my message. Thank you for the water, though. Um, so Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Amen. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You may be seated. So that is God's faithfulness. Fresh every day, despite what we did yesterday. He's faithful to forgive us, to come through, to fight our battles. No respecter of persons. He is and will always be faithful. Amen? How many of us have experienced that faithfulness? So what about our faithfulness? Not as exciting. First Kings 2 and 3. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God, and to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes, and to keep his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper. So it seems to be pretty simple, right? Keep his statutes, keep his commandments, and you'll prosper. Everyone wants to prosper, right? right. It's so much easier said than done, though, right? To be faithful. Um, my mom, who is a gem and sitting right there, she's so perfect, um, she would wake us up growing up every morning, then she would cook us breakfast, then she would take us to school, and then she would go to work, and then she'd pick us up from school and come home, and I promise every day at 5 o'clock there would be a home-cooked meal on that table. She was truly Wonder Woman. And then she would do all the household chores because for some reason she didn't have a daughter that would do that. That's her fault. Um, she had a daughter, mom. <laughs> so, um, and then she would mold us, help us with homework, all these things. But I know this is hard to believe. I wasn't always the most obedient child. Super weird, right? Um, sometimes I would be disobedient. Sometimes I would be disappointing. Sometimes I would hurt her feelings. Mostly it was talking back. That's what I usually had the problem with. I was always right. Even as a two-year-old, I couldn't even speak. And I was like, no, mom. Um, 
So in those moments, yes, she loved me with all of her heart, but that feeling of love wasn't necessarily in those moments, right? When your kid is driving you crazy, yes, you love them, but what keeps you faithful to them? What keeps you from just throwing in the towel in that moment? It's every day what you did for them and to them and with them before that moment of hurt and pain. Um, she would mold me every day, protect me, support me, invest in this vessel, help pay for education. She's making sure I finish it till the end. Um, things like that is what keeps you faithful. It's same for a marriage. There's things that's going to come against your marriage, but you are committed to that spouse because of all that you've invested into that spouse. And being loyal and staying accountable. I remember my brother Caleb, when he was dating his now wife, Michael, um, she lived in Milton, Florida. And that is a 10-hour drive. Bless his heart. Also, I did not even start time. So just, okay. Um, We'll get through it. <laughs> so 10-hour drive. And I remember he would either drive up there or fly her down or fly up there. And I remember one day after... Um, they were Skyping, and he got off, and he closed his computer, and he looked at me, and he was like, if she's not the one, I'm never doing this again. Like, she better be the one. Because there was just so much time and effort put into this relationship. And she was the one. She's perfect. We love her so much. Um, but Caleb literally just couldn't imagine going backwards or it not working out because he was in love with this girl and he invested his whole heart. And that's what has to happen with us and God and us in the church in order for us to stay faithful. So for all of you taking notes, here are two ways for us to stay faithful to God. One way. Number one period. Invest in the kingdom of God. Invest in your relationship with God. Let this be like a marriage or a mother to a daughter with your time. Um, um, Brother Najee right now is looking for helpers in the homeless ministry, and I guarantee you after six mornings of waking up on your day off on a Saturday to go help in Curry Park and provide for these people and these individuals in these situations and, and hearing how they got to this place and helping praying them through to the Holy Ghost and being there when they're being baptized, it's going to be more than just, oh, homeless ministry. It's going to be like, oh, no, I'm the one waking up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday to go be there and minister. And it's going to become more to you. It's become going to become personal. Same with helping in Sunday school or helping us set up on stage. Invest your life. Put everything you have into the kingdom. And that will keep you through the hard times of staying faithful. Um, financially, invest financially. Usually where your money is is where your heart is. Um, Pastor Kyle's talking right now about um, giving to the Texas devastation and our blankets, canned goods, monetary gifts. Um, he told me that today or yesterday that that's what we we're going to be doing. And ever since then, it's like I couldn't get enough of the news. I became faithful to the news because I wanted to know every single update. I wanted, I'm, I'm involved now. I'm, I'm giving money, so I want to make sure that they're successful. I want to know what FEMA's doing. I want to make sure they're doing it right. And I'm invested. Um, invest in your prayer. and Invest in everything about this kingdom, about God. That will keep you faithful. Um, second thing to keep you faithful is putting up boundaries and safety nets in your life. Make prayer such a habit that if you miss a day of prayer, um, it's, it's going to feel weird. My mom makes these very disgusting shakes every single morning. They're so gross. Um, it's pure greens, and veg our vegetables are greens. That's exciting. And fruit. And my parents love them, so I guess that's all that matters. But they're so gross. I literally have to hold my nose every single morning. But they're good for me, so, you know. Um, but if I go a morning without that, 
I feel weird. There's something different about my morning routine. I might not necessarily enjoy it, but there's something off. So it's not some big spiritual revelation. Your body reacts to if you break a habit. So make prayer life a habit. Let yourself remind you. Same with reading. Um, reading your word. Um, get an accountability partner. My mom couldn't stop making those shakes because I would complain so much. I'd be like, Mom, please make my shake. And she'd be so annoyed that she would do it. And then I would say, Thank you, Mom. You're the best. And I wouldn't let her break that habit for me because I'm keeping you accountable, Mom. You're welcome. Um, so have an accountability partner that texts you, hey, did you read today? Hey, did you pray today? Why not? I want a reason. Let's get back to it. Let's get back on board. This is what will keep you faithful. So why are we wanting to keep these, why are we wanting to set up these boundaries in our lives to keep us faithful? We have no idea when we are going to get that devastating phone call, when someone we love is going to decide to leave church and turn our world upside down, when someone's going to hurt our feelings, or when our family is going to go through a trial. But just like when your child disappoints you or hurts your feelings, you're not going to just throw in the towel because that moment doesn't define them. Me hurting my mom's feelings, she knew there was so much more to me because we had good times. And she saw my future. She saw the potential. And that's how it has to be. We have to be so in love with the king and his kingdom that when someone continually offends us or when the ministry wrongs us or when someone in the church hurts us or when a trial happens, that we see the bigger picture, that that's not what it's about. That's not what God's about because you've experienced his faithfulness hallelujah hallelujah um and also we're human so if we start slipping these are why we need safety nets and boundaries in our life because when i don't want to come to church on wednesday night too bad i have a responsibility to set up the stage at six o'clock which then even though we didn't want to be in god's presence we were forced to be in god's presence if you can say that word we were we had to be in god's presence because we had to set up um it gives we put that in our life as a boundary as a safety net so that even if we're not feeling it and we had the responsibility and now we're in god's presence he's able to heal and restore and we give him that opportunity instead of just slipping away so, and I'm coming to a close. Um, my mom, again with my mom because she's perfect, um, I know because she's human, believe it or not, that um, she might not necessarily want to be here every Sunday or Wednesday. Um, but she teaches kids club on Wednesday nights and on Fridays, when she doesn't answer her phone, I know it's because every Friday she goes to the nursing homes and she goes to hospitals and she goes to people's homes and visits every single Friday of my life. And I'm like, when is dinner ready? Um, or on Sunday when dinner's not ready when I want it to be. It's because she's dropping someone off at home. And I know that my mom has gone through trials and tribulations. So let's say something comes against her and she's feeling insecure. Well, she had to be there that Wednesday to teach kids club. And then it made her be in the presence of God for him to restore and rejuvenate her and remind her. And I see her sometimes with her hands raised high and it's so inspiring to me. And she's crying and she's loving God because God's overwhelming her in that moment and supporting her and encouraging her and that's what we have to do we have to put those boundaries in our life so that we stay faithful to the same God that is faithful to us every single day so in order for us to stay faithful through our sin because sometimes when we're sitting and we're going through struggles we don't want to be in the presence of God through our sin through our shame through our trials 
through our disappointments, through our hurt, we have to set up safety nets and boundaries in our life now. We have to fall in love with God through commitment and investing our time and our heart into this so that he can use us and that we will be inspired and encouraged to keep spreading this gospel when a trial comes our way because there's more to this. There's more to this kingdom. There's hurting souls out there in Jesus' name. So I'd like right now for us all to stand. And we're just going to say a quick little prayer before the next person comes, just about our commitment to God and recommitting ourselves and, and telling God that we're going to be faithful. So right now, if we could just lift up our voices, God, you are so worthy. You are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. Your faithfulness is every day and fresh every day. God, I pray right now that you would reveal to me anything that I need to get out of my life, anything that's an idol that I've put before you, God. I want to stay faithful to this. I want to stay faithful to your kingdom. I want to make sure that this gospel is continuing to spread all throughout this world. Lord, you are my number one. God, I worship you and I love you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you for that word. Mighty God, mighty God. Woo! Telling you, these young people are on fire for God. I'm so proud of them. The, the next person that uh, I want to bring up, she is probably the most educated person in this room. She holds two master's degrees and a PhD. She is the mother of like nine children. I see them everywhere. <laughs> it, it's four. <laughs> she has a passion for young people. She works as, a, as the student pastor along with her husband for, with the middle school. And when I asked her husband, what is her greatest accomplishment? And this answer really moved me. He said, she married me. I told you I'd say it. <laughs> so let's go ahead and welcome Sister Faircloth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. <sighs> Praise the Lord, saints. Um, it's truly uh, my honor, it's an honor, um, a, a privilege to be here before you. Um, they gave me 15 minutes max uh, to speak to you all um, about faithfulness and I, I won't go over my time. So um, I, I'm, I'm really honored and I know some of you may be a little shocked, like Sister Faircliffe's up there. Um, but that's okay, that's all right. Um, it's actually, I was shocked too. So uh, when... Uh, <laughs> When Brother Dooley called my husband, and he was talking to my husband, and uh, he, my husband ended up giving me, Jamie, uh, Brother Sean wants to speak to you, and I, okay, well, and I thought that, okay, he's going to ask me to watch my kids while he, my husband goes and does something, because that's kind of what they did when they went to NAYC. They just said, well, you keep the kids. So I, that's what I was expecting, but um, I was shocked when Sean said, uh, we'd like you to speak, and we'd like you to speak on faithfulness. So I said, okay. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm a willing vessel, so I'm okay with that. Um, and uh, actually, like, uh, the next day or two days later at our school, um, I work in a, a Christian university. And, um, at, woo, Palm Beach Atlantic. No, okay. Um, so I work, I work there, and what we do every year, we have something for um, the, um, the faculty, like a welcome back. And each year, the administrators will introduce the new theme. So last year, it was Exalt Him. This year, it was Amazing Faithfulness. So I said, Lord, 
maybe you have something to say about this and maybe you want me to speak on this. So this was really exciting for me and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very honored and humbled to, to uh, speak to you all. So if you can just join me in a word of prayer um, before we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this time, Lord, together, Lord, as we reflect on your faithfulness, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Help us to receive your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, make us receptive to your word, Jesus. Speak through me, Lord, Jesus. You increase while I decrease, Lord. We thank you for your message, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. So you may be seated. So I just wanted to share a little bit with you about faithfulness. Um, Sister Hannah talked about our faithfulness and we being faithful to God. And I want to talk about his faithfulness to us. Amen. Amen. And um, his, he has absolutely incredible uh, faithfulness. And in the King James Version of the Bible, the term faith is used 231 times. The term faithful is used 78 times, and the term faithfulness is used 19 times. And of those 19 times that faithfulness is used, 14 of them are um, in the book of Psalms. And so one of the ones that I wanted to share, something that uh, really uh, stood out to me, um, if you look at Psalms, verse 89 and 1, it reads, I will sing the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. So that lets me know right away that we should be telling people about God's faithfulness. Right off bat, I know that from just reading that. And are we doing that? Are we telling people about God's faithfulness? Verse 2 goes on to say, For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. And skipping down to verse 5, and the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. So we can see evidence of God's faithfulness even when we gaze upon the heavens. And as we look outside, as you go outside tonight, looking up, just as we can see that the heavens declare God's faithfulness, we can claim that, we can proclaim that in our lives today. He is faithful to us. And we have to remember that. We have to hold on to that. And if you look, the word faithful in Hebrew it's, it's pronounced immuna, okay? And that just means firmness, fidelity, uh, constant, steadfastness. And God is unchanging. That's a promise. He is unchanging. And if he says he's going to be faithful to us, then we can, we can hang our hats on that. Amen? We can hang our hats on that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Um, so it is, this is a promise to us, folks. We can hold on to this promise that God has for us. He is faithful. He is faithful. We can hold on to that. Believe that. Believe his word. It's not just a good idea. It's actually his word. And as saints of God, as his congregation, we can stand on that. We can hold on to his promises. So oftentimes, we, it seems like, you know, we struggle uh, most in life, of course, when we're faced with difficulties. And for a lot of us, it seems like we have back-to-back-to-back difficulties. A lot of us have been through, we're going through back-to-back -back trials, or we might be going through the same trial, one trial for several years. And that's been um, something that I've, I've gone through. And so, but, but even if we go through these trials, the Word of God tells us, again, that He is faithful even in our affliction. 
Psalm 119.75 says, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. So even when God afflicts you, it is done in faithfulness. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Even when he afflicts me, it is out of faithfulness to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, mighty, mighty God we serve. Oh, sometimes we're so desperate to get out of our trials. Oh, but God, he has something for us in the trials. There is something for us to gain. He's faithful, saints. You have to believe that. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible says that God's power is, his power is manifested in our weakness. His power is perfected. So when we are weak, when we're enduring these trials, God is made perfect. When we are weak, he is strong. That's one of the things, that's one of the things that I love about being a woman. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that there's something wrong with being a woman. It's a lie. The Bible says that we are a weaker vessel. But you know what? In our weakness, hallelujah, his strength is perfected. So don't let the enemy fool you. It's a lie. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what makes us a perfect partner for our husbands. Hallelujah. It makes us a perfect partner because of our weakness. Because of our weakness, God can be perfected. And that is perfect support for our husbands. Hallelujah. So be strong. Be proud of who you are. Don't let the enemy fool you, ladies. It's quite the opposite. In my weakness, God's power becomes that much more evident. So the weaker I am, the more his strength is perfected. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that we can glory in our weaknesses and infirmities so that the power of Christ may rest upon us. He is faithful, folks. He will never leave us. His words say he will never forsake us. He is truly an amazing, faithful God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Woo. He will never leave you or forsake you. He has always been there right at your side. Through your tough times and through your good times, whether you're in the mountain or you're in a valley, he has always been right there with you. And he's here in this place today, in the midst of your problems, no matter what you might be going through. Oh, we serve a good God. He is good every single day. We serve a great God. Oh, thank you for that word. Thank you for that word. That blessed this church. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. The last speaker that I would like to bring up, I've been friends with him for about 10 years now. We're about the same age. I'm a little older than he is, but he runs the entire music department. And I'll tell you what, one of the hardest things to run in this church is the music department. <laughs> Any church. And he is doing it incredibly well. He is, I believe, perfecting the art. He is an incredible young man of God. He is patient. He is willing. He is being used of the Lord. He's always willing to help people, help them uh, further themselves in singing and, mu and uh, musical talent. And I can't wait to hear what the Lord placed on his heart. Please welcome Jesse Wilson. Praise God. I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to get to speak with you guys or to you guys tonight. Um, Sister Fairclock, what an awesome, awesome job. Oh, that was powerful. 
powerful. I um, thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to grace this platform. Um, thanks to Brother Sean. Uh, there's a camera. Um, so I'm guessing he'll probably see this. Thanks, Sean, for the opportunity uh, to speak. We're talking about faithfulness. Hey, you guys can sit down. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know why they had me last. I, I, I really don't. They put me behind the, the evangelist and the doctor. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But I just want to talk to you guys uh, briefly about some, some ways that we express our faithfulness. And I'm going to skip over some of this because they've already been, uh, been said. But some ways that we express our faithfulness. Um, there are a few here that I have. One of them, one of those ways is through attendance. We all know that those who are faithful are the people that show up, right? One of the main ways, having good attendance record, um, being where we need to be, when we need to be there, is a way that we express our faithfulness. Example, when you go to work, uh, those who show up on time or early, those are the ones who are considered to be faithful. Those who are late, mm, not so much. Uh, Pastor has even spoken extensively about um, the ecclesia. You guys know that word by now. It's been a few weeks uh, that we went over that. <clears throat> but the scripture says not to forsake our assembling together, the ecclesia. So one way that we show our faithfulness is by being present in the house of God when the ecclesia is coming together. And the scripture, Hebrews 10 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So when the church gathers, we ought to be present. Another way that we express our faithfulness is through our identity, through our professed identity. Uh, when we make the declaration of our identity in Christ, when we identify ourselves in relationship with him, we express our faithfulness through that professed identity. Example, when, when a man uh, goes out alone by himself and he has that thing on his finger, I think it's the left index finger, I think, is that right? Yeah, he's got that thing on his finger. He's identifying himself as one half of a unit, correct? So when he goes out, he's making a declaration He's expressing to those around him who he is, his identity. Because he's faithful to his wife, he's going to have that thing on his finger to express his identity. So we express our faithfulness with whom we identify ourselves with and who we identify ourselves as. When our identity is in Christ, claiming so and being unashamed of him and who we are expresses that we are faithful to him. John 15, 14, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. That's one of our identities. We can call ourselves a friend of Christ. Second Corinthians 6, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 18, and will be a father to you, and ye shall be 
my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So that's another one of our identities in Christ. We can be sons and daughters. But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. These are our identities in Christ. Another way that we can express our, our faithfulness is through relationship. And, you know, one of the, it's kind of the only way to, to really understand your identity is if you have a relationship with the person you're identifying yourself with. Uh, you can't know God, as Pastor uh, Sapp has been preaching and hitting on for, for months now, you, you, can't, you can't please God unless you know God. Um, so relationship, you can't be faithful to God unless you know what pleases him. Hosea, um, Hosea 5, verse 4. This is talking about, uh, yet again, Israel uh, disappointing God, <laughs> slipping back into their old habits, um, not obeying the law. And it says in Hosea 5, 4, they will not frame their doings to turn unto their God, for the spirit of whoredoms is in the midst of them, and they have not known the Lord. And as a result of not knowing the Lord, their, their actions did not please God. And later on, we see that God says, for I will be unto Ephraim as a lion, as a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will take away and none shall rescue him. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. All because they did not know the Lord. They could not be faithful to the Lord and please the Lord. In Daniel 11, uh, and such do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So the next way that we express our faithfulness to God is by doing, by doing exploits, by action. We understand that um, faithfulness, the root word there is faith. And we know that faith without works is dead. So a child of God who isn't performing the, the functions of a child of God, are they really a child of God? Do you really have faith? Are you expressing that faith through your works? All right. So James 2, uh, my last scripture on, on actions, on works. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show you my faith by my works. I want to be faithful to God with the time, the talents, the opportunities that he's given me. Just like the, the servants and the talents and the master went away and gave them all different number of talents. I don't wanna be like the one who, who buried his talent out of fear, but I wanna be like the ones who got to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. 
Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. We all know that life is not easy. Um, the older I get, the more I'm learning that. Um, uh, I thought about it the other day. There's literally in a day, in a 24-hour span, there's probably a million different combinations of things that can go wrong, <laughs> that can just completely destroy you, um, mess you up, set you back, or even kill you. Um, I've, I've learned that throughout my my few recent years of adulting, I've experienced enough failure, frustration, disappointment, disasters to, to know that I, I really couldn't make it a single day without the faithfulness of God. Not a single day for all of my planning, for all of my preparation, for all of the things that I think that I know, I know that I could not make it a single day without him. 99% of the struggles that we face is right up here. I know that personally, I, I probably would have lost my mind if I didn't have a place, a shelter that I could run into, a place that I could lay every burden, a God who hears me when I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would have been worn down by worry. I would have been crippled by fear. Depression would have taken me out. The feeling of inadequacy would have ended me. But my God is faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He never leaves. He never forsakes. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Thank you, Jesus. He's faithful. Go with me on these, these next few scriptures. He is faithful to protect and to strengthen. In Psalms 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He's faithful to bring peace. In Philippians 4, 6, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He's faithful to establish they that trust in the Lord shall be as a Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abideth forever. He's faithful to deliver. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. And another one, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. He is faithful to provide, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He's faithful to direct and to guide you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. He's faithful to forgive. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. These scriptures, these scriptures have, they've never meant more to me than they do right now. I'm telling you, the more that I walk with God, every step that I take in God, I'm learning more and more about the faithfulness of God in every area of my life. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I, I pat a cake with religion growing up as, as a young guy. 
but now I know without a shadow of a doubt that my God is everything that he says he is and can do everything that he proclaims in his word. And I trust him. Hallelujah. He's faithful. I want to end with this last scripture in Lamentation, Lamentations 321. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, will I hope in him. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's stand and worship our God for his faithfulness. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're faithful. You're faithful to us, Lord. My, what a word from all three. Hannah talked to us about our faithfulness to him and to establish that by investing in the kingdom of God, by becoming responsible for things in the kingdom so that even when you don't feel like it, you got to be there because you're responsible. And God will take over. And Sister Faircloth talked to us about that even in our weakness, we are made strong because He is faithful to us. And then Jesse talked to us about knowing Him. And that it, to identify with Him, you have to know Him. And we are faithful to him when we are willing to identify with him. And when we know him, we become, we become doers. And then he wrapped it all up with God's faithfulness to us. What a powerful subject. Faithfulness. Every one of us are in this building tonight. Because God is faithful. He's faithful. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Sister Faircloth. Thank you, Jesse. Come on. Wow. You know, you'll, you'll see Jesse over there on that keyboard or doing whatever he does and Hannah prays singing and Sister Faircloth teaches and does wonderful things in the kingdom of the Lord and you'll see them working but you don't really know them so it's an awesome thing to have them stand before us and to deliver a part of them to us and now you know what it is that stands behind that keyboard of course obviously he's not the only one but he trained and I don't know Sister Mata you came pretty much perfected I think when you got here she was already making it happen trained Hannah everything she knows and, 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 and many others we are blessed 
I'm telling you, this is the greatest church on the planet. And I'm a part of it. Let's worship the Lord in song here tonight about faithfulness. Remain standing. Let's praise Him. We're going to close out here this evening. What a word from the Lord. What a word from the Lord. right now and thank him for his faithfulness to you his faithfulness to your family his faithfulness in your life Lord when I struggle you're faithful when times are difficult you're faithful when nothing's going right God you're faithful when I make all the wrong choices your faith. When I don't do it just right, your faith. Your faith. He's faithful. Faithful to me. Help me to be faithful. You're faithful to me. 